Today's episode of Better Call Saul is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, Cufflinks.com. Head on over to Cufflinks.com and use code DVR20 to save 20% off your order, no minimum. Cufflinks.com has the greatest products for looking good. They have all the geeky stuff. Man, if you want like a Star Wars tie pin, you want some Cufflinks that have the Captain America shield, Game of Thrones, all the sports teams, college sports teams, they have everything to add that little touch to make you look great. So look awesome when you step out the door tomorrow. Go to cufflinks.com, use code DVR20 today. Great. All right, I'm going to start right away. You ready? I'm ready. I'm ready to solve it. Let's do it. Welcome back, everybody. We're here. It's the series finale. Daily DVR does Better Call Saul. We're a little late in the week. We've been thinking about this episode. I'm here with Heath. How you doing, Heath? Wait, what? It's the series finale? There's not another season? That's it, dude. We're uh, we're done. Oh, shoot. I should have called Saul. I know. But no. I know. I'm excited, Axel. I'm excited to be here, as always, to talk a little Saul Jimmy Jean with you. Yep. Me too. And uh, just to remind everyone, of course, you can head on over to DVRpodcast.com to check out all of the podcasts we do. If you have been a fan of this show, well, let me tell you, folks, Heath and I covered all of the Netflix show Mindhunter. We covered a ton of other special pods that you can get on our Patreon. We covered Mayor of Kingstown. What else did we do, Solo? We did True Detective. Oh, we yeah, did, that's right. We did so we did a bunch go over to daily D go over to DVRpodcast.com or go to patreon.com slash DVR and check us out. You know, I'm so grateful. We have had a lot of downloads. We've had <clears throat> excuse me. A lot of people from the past um, I actually just got a Twitter message from Boston Guy Sports, who goes back to the lost days yeah, with us, baby. and he was like, hey, I love listening to your Better Call Saul stuff. You guys are great. So thank you so much. Um, I mean, we're always getting messages like this. I don't always check Twitter. I don't always check the Facebook and all that stuff. I got a kid. We got a dog. You know, Solo's out there making moves in Hollywood. So we appreciate it, though. We really do. I know so many people are listening. And we want to tell you, jump onto our other pods. Come join us on the Patreon for a buck a month. Just get you in there. You become part of the crew. We're doing a lot of stuff. So I don't know. I just wanted to start off by saying thanks. And, of course, to Reginald for the entire season sending us amazing emails oh yeah um, i mean it's just i don't know it's been a great season so i just wanted to start out by saying thanks and i want to say one thing axel if that's allowed uh, you can say whatever the hell you want so this is your show baby i, I know i know my ownership <clears throat> is only a cert i'm a silent owner <laughs> sometimes we're partners baby we started this I thing know. together we are, but you've you've carried the load with my business I just do schedule. The tech so. shit. No, you can't. You carry the load, but I'm gonna. I'm promise. I'm gonna step it up, Axel. 
I'm going to be on more pods. Ooh, I'm going like to do it. more things. I'm going to jump back to the film list. Yes. Count down my 500 favorite films of all time. It's coming back, baby. It's coming right. back. And a new pod, me and Hispanic Chris are going to be bringing back How About Them Cowboys? Nice. To the DVR podcasting network. So we are already in discussions. I mean, Chris's contract is a little crazy so it's like soup on tuesdays and different things but but as you guys know real quick before we dive in you know for the last well the last two years two and a half years i've been making a film called the star city murders we shot it last summer and we've been in post-production hell for a while but now we're out of the hell and into the good stuff um i promise a pod coming soon uh, axel has seen a couple of the cuts so he has inside information Mm-hmm. But it's awesome. We are set to get the film ready by October. That's our hard deadline. We have coloring to do, some sound mixing, some different things. We're about to lock picture. But in November, I'm going to have like a cast and crew friend screening, industry people screening, kind of do a red carpet affair. Not many indie films do this because it costs money. But we're going to have a nice red carpet. And I had this idea. Did you see Bubba and Catfish uh, when they went to the House of Dragons premiere? They were doing clips and different things. Yes, I did. That was awesome. Okay. They inspired me. I want to get Bubba, Catfish, and Holly Hot Pants. Or Holly. What are, I think that's <laughs> And Holly. Our girl Holly. And I would love the three of them to kind of run the red carpet. Maybe film it do some cool stuff I love with the, the premiere love and interviews. Um, I, I sent them a DM. If you're listening to the pod, we, we got to do this because you guys are amazing and would bring such great energy there that it would be so much fun. So uh, I just had that idea this morning. I'm like, that'd be awesome if they, if they could do that. So um, I'm throwing that out there for them and hopefully that that'll happen. Cause I love the three of them and I think they would be awesome. Uh, just kind of greeting people, interviewing people, doing fun stuff. So anyway, coming soon, I'll, we'll let you know what's all happening. And it'll be great because we could probably get you some really good exclusive content on the premiere and stuff to really throw on social media and have some Patreon exclusive. So I love it, baby. <laughs> Sounds great to me, man. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, gosh. We're both a little chuggy. Wow, yeah. The whole West chug- Coast is like... It's very cloudy and uh, and um, humid out. It's making me chuggy. But, yeah, man, I feel so relaxed. We're talking about we, – we just want everyone to kind of stay along for the ride because this episode was amazing, and I feel very at peace with it. So I almost feel like I don't – I know I'm going to have a lot to say, and people looking at how long this episode is is going to – are going to know how long we talked for, but I almost, I, it's so strange. Like a lot of time, I don't know, even if something's exciting, I have a lot, this was very melancholy, sweet, beautiful. I mean, shot brilliantly. Of course, the acting was, um, it was just so beautiful that I just felt like talking about something else when we started. <laughs> what, what uh let's get into it though. We're here to talk about the Better Call Saul finale, series finale, 
end of the road. I think the name of the episode actually was the series finale. Um, actually, isn't it Saul's gone? Oh, was it Saul's gone? Okay, yeah, the Saul's series gone. finale was on the guy, the direct TV <laughs> guy, but Saul's gone. Okay, was it Saul's gone? Um, yeah, no, I Axel, I loved it. Um, like I said before, that we kind of felt. What was it when when um, Gene puts on the uh, at the mall the tie and the shirt? Yeah, we kind of thought if it ended there, yep, that would be enough. Except except for Kim's stuff, I really did want to see some Kim stuff. But if it ended there, I was like perfect. And then these last three episodes was just like a bonus. Like we, I felt like the death of Nacho, the death of Lalo, uh, uh, Jimmy becoming Saul break mm-hmm. up with Kim. I just felt like that was the that was the season the series finale and this was like extra bonus stuff that you wouldn't normally get from a show. So yeah. I had no expectation. I mean, I had high expectations cuz it was a great show, but like I was at peace with the ending. So this was like extra awesome stuff that I think years from now people hopefully people will catch on to that. Cuz some people are like, you know, they watch the finale, oh that that series finale wasn't good. It's like you're missing the boat. This show is different. You're, it's not a MASH finale. It's not a Cheers finale. It, this finale buttoned it up with like extra stuff for us, but technically it ended already. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, it, was, it was, well, they did the same thing kind of with Breaking Bad, right? Where right, right. in many ways it felt like it ended about two episodes before the series actually ended, but then they put a capper on it. You know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. it's in a way they can't help themselves. I feel like they love this world. They love, I don't even know what to call it. The, the uh, extended Albuquerque universe or something. Yeah, I, guess, yeah. I like the Albuquerque. Yeah. Universe. I'd, rather, I really do. I'd rather center it in Albuquerque than say breaking bad or better call Saul. Cause it's all that it's all become one thing that I really think they were super successful with um, was I was unsure of the flashbacks I've been saying the whole time, Solo, you weren't here the last couple eps, but we had talked about it a bit. And one of the things I had said on the episodes, too, was um, I didn't really need that stuff. I didn't need Kim and uh, and uh, Jesse having a smoke in the rain. I didn't need a flashback to the uh, Lalo. Ignacio did it. You know, it was Ignacio. I didn't need that stuff. But now that we see how... They tied it all up and with the time travel stuff, too, where they're talking about, you know, you can't go back. Right. Like the only thing you can do is go forward. And the only thing that really matters is what's happening now and the decisions you're going to make. What happened in the past has already happened. There's nothing you can do to change it. And I, I loved that. I loved that that was the lesson of the flashbacks. Because to me, that speaks to our our entire country and culture, which seems freaking obsessed with the past. Instead of looking to the future, instead of appreciating what we have now, we've got to bring back another fucking 80s cartoon. 
You know what I'm saying? That's like, okay. That's what, no, I know what you mean. <laughs> it's it's just like I love I love talking to you now, Solo. I don't need to be here talking to you about wasn't it great when we talked then? I'm happy now. You know what I'm saying? And and the decisions I make Power now. Of now. Yeah, exactly. The decisions I make now are affecting people. It's a, there's emotions, there's reality, and I just think that kind of by messing with time the way they have with it being a prequel but then actually going farther even past El Camino is just brilliant to me and I just I don't know man I I just have nothing but praise for the way they connected everything and especially for me what really hit home was the the end was the last was the Chuck flashback at his house, you know, delivering the goods as we saw him do so many times. The lights turned off. We got another, we got another, the, this, the exit sign buzzing was a real, they did that a little too long, but that was another Chuck there. But I, I just, that was mm. just so beautiful to me. I don't even know. I just keep on talking. You, you, you oh, say no. something now, Solo. I'm going to say something else. <laughs> I'm going to continue your thought, Axel. Um, no, because when we heard, I mean, they 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 leaked out that Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul were shooting something for Saul. Right. Yeah. Okay. They didn't make it a, you know, uh, a, a big secret to do because it, it what their appearances didn't break or make the, the series. No. But they did it in such a way. Remember, I was worried the Boone stole the water th- thing. Yep. Where they're just adding something in to add it to tell you, hey, we're in this time. You know, Arntz was still around, you know, which, of course, I love that line. And I love uh, my man, Daniel Roebuck. Uh, met him a few times. Uh, good guy. But uh, they did it, like you said, thematically. There's a reason they had a Brian Cr- uh, Walter White Saul scene. Yeah. You know, with the, like you said, with with the whole time tra- you know you think of this there's no time travel in this show but they got it in there like not it's funny. the show you know, is time travel right no like, it is it, it is in the sense yeah. of how we're viewing the show um it's not literally you know the time machine but i love how they mentioned it but they you know i did you know even though it was tough because Aaron Paul has evolved as a man mm-hmm. and doesn't look like young pinkman anymore <laughs> not at all um you know, he's a very sexy man, but, uh, you know, you know, but he, he did what he could do. Um, but I like the fact that Kim was the one that he talked to Saul with them, you know, in the last episode, I, you know, I dug that because it wasn't too much. It was a way to connect it and to forward the story, the end of Kim with, with Saul and then the whole Emilio and, uh, Jesse thing and, and you know and and so he knows when he brings Walter and Breaking Bad to, for the to, you know to meet an attorney it, it just it worked for me but like these the extras like I mean yeah the whole Ignacio thing and Lalo I, I I get it but the fact that you know the fans were talking about that remember that of course they do as creators and I, I was a nice touch. Um, and especially for people who don't forget, I mean, maybe not in Better Call Saul, but probably there could be fans that don't listen to pods and just watch the show. No, so definitely. they're not, you know, you know, because there's a lot of pods, which I appreciate now, but I don't need it. 
is when they talk about, well, on the Insider podcast, they do this. Well, I read in Variety that Vince Gilligan said, like, in Lost, we, we were consumed with that to clarify things. But I, I was always like, well, what about the fans who don't listen to that? How are they supposed to know? So that's why I'm kind of like, uh, there's a balance there. That's why, like, you and yes. I, like, you, I mean, you'll go on to stuff, but I don't really talk to many people about better call so it's really you and i like you you'll bring in tidbits but we just talk about it and i like talking about it organically and what we feel i've never listened to the insider pod i will go back now and listen to them because i love vince gilligan peter gould and the whole team yes and i, I I'm, I'm really it. fascinated <laughs> i'm real well i'm, re- I'm really fascinated because yeah. you know doing star city murders I'm assembling a team for the future as well. People I want to keep working with. And you develop that relationship and they've done that to a T and the work speaks for itself. So I'm very interested in the dynamic of how people, you know, so um, I'm excited to go back and listen to those. Yeah. I, I stopped, I stopped listening to it and I stopped. Did you wait, wait, did you stop collaborate and listen? <laughs> listen, or... Axe is back with a brand new edition. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. and it, it does not include the insider podcast. And the reason why is because I felt, I found myself quoting it, uh, reading a lot of the articles. I wait until after we podcast, maybe throw something in because I do, I like that perspective as well. And the one thing about this show is Better call uh, Breaking Bad reached such a crescendo, such a popularity. Better Call Saul never really seemed to reach that, but it got pretty high here. And I think now there's a lot of people on the Emmy bandwagon for Ray Seahorn as well as Bob Odenkirk, right? And even like, right. you know, there people are wanting the DP to get a, an Emmy and all people get into it, but um. That's all that you're right, dude. That's out there. And and there's a million different things that, you know, Ray Seahorn said that th- about this scene or Bob said about this scene or Peter Gould said about this scene. I think most people when watching this show, the thing that's so successful about it to me is even though so much of that stuff is out there, right? And they do it so well and the Better Call Saul Insider is like the best insider done by the people making the show podcast ever right there's so many other po- i know people like this you know whatever but but a lot of times it's a guy talking for 15 minutes on his lunch break you know what i'm saying they yeah, really yeah. loved getting together and chatting and the podcasts were long and they loved them but the show speaks for itself that's what's so brilliant yeah. about it you can you you can get all this other information but you don't really even need it actually you don't need it at all you don't need us either <laughs> you really but don't i mean who needs us it's, joe bear joe, joe bear, bear needs, needs us, us. our well, boy we joe bear too we need him yeah i love joe um, bear what's up brother but it that just speaks to the brilliance of it and the levels i keep on thinking about the time thing i think about the decisions that kim and jimmy made and what they're trying to say what do you feel about both of them coming clean and what it says about maybe do you do you feel in the same way that Walter White dies by rescuing Jesse it's very similar 
to what kind of falling on the sword. And my question is, does that really mean anything? That's kind of how I felt. Every, every what Jimmy Saul Jean did at the end to stand in a court of law, it had to be in a court that he did this and he knew that, right? Like this whole episode is basically just another scam, right? right. Except right. the end of the scam is just telling the woman he has loved his entire life, right? For this whole, this whole time, the love of his life, I should say, I know I was wrong. And by you turning yourself in, you showed me, I want to show you that I can love too. I can choose love. I can choose truth like you chose it. And that's beautiful for her. But does it really fucking mean anything to all the people, to Hank and Gomi and, and Skyler and all, you know, and Marie, all, does it really fucking mean anything to them solo? Cause I'm not sure if it does or if that even matters. No. It just means something to Kim and him. No, it, it it doesn't because it's past the point of no return because they affected other people's lives Yeah, and they don't give a shit about what Jimmy and Kim feel and whatnot. Having said that this story, the better call Saul story, it was about Jimmy and Kim. Yeah. Okay. That's what this story was. You had slipping Jimmy living in Chuck's shadow Him gets together with Kim. You know, Jimmy starts to, do well, but yet fall back into the slipping stuff. And then with Kim, really, I mean, the Howard stuff's the crescendo of it all. And what happens, Kim realizes, I, 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 you know, he's like, I love you. I love you too, but so what? And she's like, we can't be together. And then to cope, Jimmy becomes Saul. And he needs that. Then he has to become Gene because he's running from the law. But he misses that Saul life. But really, does he miss the Jimmy life with Kim pre Howard scam and Lalo and all that? And it takes Kim seeing Kim and Kim doing what she did, that phone call, that every, which led to everything for him to become Jimmy back. And not, and maybe even a better uh I, maybe James, you know, he throw like, <laughs> like if he becomes James where a mature Jimmy. Mr. You know, McGill, he, Mr. McGill. Uh, and that scene when she, you know, her uh, bar license expired, but it's not it's not in use, but yet it's expired so she can flash it. They have that cigarette and they it's like they're back, even though 86 years in prison. Jimmy's like, Jimmy's like, I deserve it, you know, and you could see them kind of rebuilding that back and it gives us a little peace um with these characters and you know jimmy at this point i mean is probably what in his 50s and granny's gonna spend the next probably 30 years in prison but you know what he deserves it but he seems to be okay with it even when everyone's calling hey saw and he's like the he's like a celebrity in jail but he's still he's not like feeding on it it probably helping him protect him. He's getting probably some extra extras in jail and it's nice, but he doesn't really want that. He just wants peace and that everything's okay with, with Kim. Yeah. And, and, and I thought that was beautiful and it was shot in a, like almost like a film noir, like their old movies they watch 
it would just it fit that it felt that way yeah. and i thought you know at points people were hating kim because she was pushing the howard thing. you know it's both of them they're not bad people they've just done bad things and you know saul was about the money and you know he he, he I don't know. I mean, he, 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 I guess he was a bad person, you could say, <laughs> at times. But when it comes down to it, they, 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 they called in the their chips were called in. They took responsibility. However, they hurt a hell of a lot of people in the yeah. process. Yeah. And seeing Marie, seeing Betsy Brandt as Marie, I loved it because I'm rewatching Better Call Saul. I'm almost at the end of season four. And I'm glad I'm doing that because I'm starting to like I could watching Saul over six years because Breaking Bad I haven't watched since I binged before season five and I never rewatched it. So I'm getting a whole new view on Breaking Bad and the Saul character and everything. So it really enlightened me with the finale. I should have done it a lot sooner. The rewatch. It was great to bring Marie back because yeah, I mean she what a great actress and. That was Mar- the 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 great thing is that all these people come back and they are exactly that person. The only problem I had, we both had the same issue, where Aaron Paul just looks too good to be Jesse. He looks like Jesse. It looks like Jesse, you know, like got rich and moved to L.A. and did a lot of yoga and got his skin peeled <laughs> because he just looks way too good. You know what I'm saying? Like it's yeah. it was a little distracting, yeah. but um, I'm not whatever. You know. I don't know what he was. I think he may have been shooting Westworld at the same time or something or out now, but I'm not sure. But regardless, she was fantastic. She was Marie and she was Marie at her best because Marie can be super annoying and crazy. And this was not. This was actually because sometimes she could also like Skylar too. like they're all just very intelligent, sharp people and they're all odd people. And um, the my only the only thing is that I f- I thought maybe she would figure out what was happening sooner. <laughs> like, why does this motherfucker want me in the room? You know what I mean? Like, no, I'm not going in there. Right. But she had to. That was very Marie, too, that it's like he knew her well enough to know uh what she was going to do and that she was going to bite and it was going to give him the opportunity to get this amazing deal which he gives up when he hears about Kim before right. he heard that Kim was going to do that i don't think that he had any intention of going to jail and i think he was having a great fun time and the way they the way that the guilt of using Howard's death and implicating Kim just because he was pissed off that she didn't want to talk to him anymore and broke up with him, that he was willing to go that far. It harkens back to the last episode when I was solo um, by myself, that is, (laughs) and just saying, like, it looked like he was going to freaking kill Carol Burnett, and it looked like he was, you know, like... He was going to hit the cancer guy over the head. Yeah. With the, he was going to commit acts of violence that we never saw him do before in this series or Breaking Bad. So it's like he got this was it. This was like he gets to the precipice. Is he the type of guy 
when Walter White got easy to the, LL Cool J. <laughs> when, he got, when Walter White got to the precipice, he dove right in and started killing motherfuckers himself. Right, yeah. hitting people over with cars, shooting them. He killed many people, but Saul couldn't do that. Jimmy couldn't do that. Maybe no. Saul could, but Jimmy couldn't. And once he felt that guilt. That was, wow, what a turning point that was. And to make it kind of hinge on that was pretty brilliant. And to use Marie like that, too, who also was kind of a master manipulator guilter. You know what I mean? Um, It was really kind of, it just made it so much smoother that she was in the room when it was happening. Um, But, oh, well, actually, she wasn't in the room when the last part happened. But throughout the time, throughout the negotiation because that took up a lot of the episode it did it did i was surprised Um, at that did when they went when they cut when he when they there was a commercial break when he kind of drops the hammer on him and you realize he's got them and then and you're like okay they're going to negotiate now and i thought okay we're going to flash forward to jimmy getting out of jail or something you know what i'm saying but no they they showed us the con it just got deeper and deeper and that was so hard to watch but it was so amazing at the same time yeah no it was and and you know it's funny because you know i mean to have you know the ultimate part of it be that and then the courtroom i'm like Man, it seems like every every show I like has a courtroom finale. Like Seinfeld and X Files. <laughs> oh my and, god! Uh, Wait, it's I have to call out Reginald because he sent an email last week that I didn't read, where he he said, "Is Kim, um, Elaine? <laughs> Are they Elaine and Jerry?" And then oh they end God. up in, and then the jail. So I was like, Reginald, you really are something special, man, because you picked yep. up on that. And actually, at the end, when he's in jail, for some reason, it just hit me. I was like, this is just like fucking Seinfeld. Like yep, he ends up in jail at the yeah. end. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking the same thing. So me, you and Reginald, we thought the same thing. Like you love yeah, him, no. but he deserves it too. Yeah, exactly. It just felt very like it was a whole like even when they're doing you know at first you're like is there going to be a big gene chase is it going to be like the fugitive that they decide to do the finale like the fugitive and then it's like it happened so quick that they saw him go in the dumpster yeah like i was pretty shocked and but yeah that that was cool and the diamonds falling in the trash oh, and all that God, i mean Ugh. heath for how how much of um breaking bad the end which hopefully will I, I never finished my Patreon rewatch. So I'm going to now that Heath is doing it, I think hopefully we'll we'll do four and five together. No, um, definitely we'll try to jump to. on when you're done. You tell me and we'll just jump on and just start chatting about those seasons. But there was yeah. such an emphasis on him, though, on those diamonds and getting out and like the way that the whole process, this process obsessed show and this process obsessed person ends up in a fucking garbage can, right? A dumpster. Yeah. And the diamonds just spill out into garbage and then he just they're just like anybody home? <laughs> like it's just <laughs> it's it was so quick and simple and it was because he went, "Oh fuck," right? Like that they caught yeah. him. 
Amazing. I mean, it's just, again, doing the Breaking Bad rewatch, now things get so enhanced, and I'm so amazed the stuff, they, they tr- stay true yeah. to the source material, if you will. The world, yeah. <laughs> and the, the world, the Albuquerque world, and it just, like, it, it's, that's why, like, even Lady Solo's, like, I'm like, you know what? You would love Better Call Saul. And I'm telling her, you know, she's seen little bits, but, and she's like, well, you wouldn't. Re-. I'm like, I would rewatch it. I'm, I'm very, I think I, I have a Saul rewatch in me as well, because especially after watching Breaking Bad so soon, I mean, watching it now and then go right to Saul versus season by season or like, like it would, it, I'm so looking forward to it. Because I forgot some characters in Breaking Bad that were in Saul. Oh, definitely. You know, I'll be yeah. honest. I'll be honest. You know, you can't remember everything. Like, I thought Ted Beneke was was uh, Patrick Fabian when we were doing a pod <laughs> one time. I'm like, wait a minute. is what, Didn't Patrick Fabian I mean, die in a Better Call Bad or Breaking Bad? <laughs> Breaking Saul? Breaking Saul. Like, we so. both thought Gale was in like 100 episodes and he's in oh, two. Oh, yeah. He's in two freaking episodes, yeah. maybe three. But I thought I thought he was like a whole season. I know, like, man. It's really it's things happen a lot faster actually in Breaking Bad, and it's yeah. so much. So much of it is Hank, Marie, Skyler, Walt, Jesse. Yeah, and you know what I mean. There's so much. You know, there's a lot of Walt like yes. in Skyler. A lot of Walt and Skyler. Do you know that Breaking Bad actually ended up having one less episode than Better Call Saul? It's amazing because rewatching Breaking Bad, I mean, Breaking Bad is great, but it's amazing the step they took in filmmaking oh, with Saul. So my God. Yeah, really? What a difference. Yeah. Like I'm expecting Breaking uh Breaking Bad to have all the Saul elements. Like the just the, the amazing stuff they did, um, and, and I'm like, oh, it's sometimes it's not as. I got a question for you, real quick, Axel. Yes, because Lady Solo had this question. She brings it up, and it, I, I don't realize it's happening, but she does. There's a lot of scenes in Breaking Bad where the camera's just shaking, like really moving on, a, say, a two shot with Skyler and what, and, and, and I'm like. I'm like, well, that's that's the that's the theme they're going for. But I'm, I'm, what is what what is that? Like, maybe I'm just dumb. But why do they do the handheld shaking, and they keep that in? Is that a style? Is that well, because the uh, you know what, man? Without being on set, I can give you two. I I can only come up with two hypotheses on the Better okay. Call Saul theory cast behind the scenes theory cast. Number one is at the time it was very popular. And you had, um, like, remember when the crew from the Shield was hired to shoot? Um, Mist. Uh, no, no, they shot um, uh, Flight ninety seven or whatever. You know. The, oh yeah, yeah. I'm thinking. I'm sorry. Yeah, they basically because they wanted the handheld because it makes you feel like you're. You know, it's the Blair Witch thing. It makes you feel like you're there. It makes it feel more immediate. More, it can mm-hmm. it can convey uh, a fear, unease in this in your narrator, your subject. Um, I think when I was rewatching Breaking Bad, I'm watching it and I'm thinking to myself. I think that they 
were experimenting sometimes and that they were do do like, okay, let's run it in handheld and then let's run it on a static, like a tripod or what have right. you, you know, like um a steady cam or something. So I think that they were experimenting and the jump that they take and you'll see it in the in four, but especially in the last season of Breaking Bad is when they're really at the level of Better Call Saul. Right. And, yeah. I, I'm starting to feel that way yeah. as we get into four. Um, because, you know, the shaky cam thing, I mean, NYPD Blue was a big starter of that. The Shield, of course. And so those I understand. Like NYPD Blue, you're shaking throughout the whole series. <laughs> yes. Yeah, man. I think I think that they were experimenting. I think that they shot a lot of things like that. And then they went into editing and said, okay, do we want to use this way or that way? Um, and... I think sometimes they mixed it up and you, I can remember parts that you're talking about, but the real jump happens towards the end uh, of season, like middle to end of season five. I think uh, I'm no, well, the final season, I, I always get mixed up because they split it up and it was a and two. Part, and, yeah, yeah. But whatever the final season of breaking bad, but yeah, better call Saul. I think now that it's over and I've rewatched I need to rewatch Saul again, but I think it's pretty, to me, I can't say which one is better because I just think that they're very, they're very different in the way they kind of build up. They're right. similar in the way they end. I'm convinced that they even used music from the final episodes of Breaking Bad in Saul in this last episode. Well, like when he was running from the cops for that little segment. Right, I right. think that was actually music from Breaking Bad because it sounded like a lot of the same shit when Jesse and Walt were doing their running around towards the end there. But um, they're just all great. I can't even say which one is better, but the, the camera work definitely got way better for Saul. And I think overall, the production value of Saul is far higher. They knew what they were doing. They were a team for so many years. Um, and of course they had so many people who were desperately wanted to work on that show that were very talented. Right. You know, they had their, they had their pick really of people. I mean, what, other, I mean, if you're a professional and you're on the production side, what other show would you want to work for? This show is amazing. This is like, I mean, it's well known in TV world as being the best production on television. Um, right. Hey, Axel, I'm thinking, yeah. Why don't we why don't we take a break? Let's do it. I mean cufflinks. Yeah, baby. Go over to cufflinks.com and we'll be right back. All right, and we're back. Um, Solo, I'm back with a question for you, okay? Whoa, whoa. And this is a question that I posed um on the podcast last week. And actually, oh. we got a reply from our good friend Reginald. Mr. Reginald. Um and uh, what I said is, I found that Kim's um, confession, I found slightly suspicious, only because, and as we find out in this episode, I was kind of right about it, she was covered on the legal part. Like, I, I thought to myself, would she really do this? and not think about a way to kind of not go to jail for this, you know? 
So it took away a little bit of it. And actually, Reginald said, yes, while there is some good that results from Kim's confession, she definitely calculated the cost. Kim knew this was the best time for a confession. Doing so now would allow her to escape with the least amount of repercussions and the way that she did it. Did you feel that way? Because I almost felt like actually Jimmy's, I don't want to compare their confessions here, but I'm gonna, <laughs> I kind of feel like his was a bit more, uh, he, he took a hit more than she did. Like, I don't think there was a point where when he was confessing, the judge is like, do you know what you're doing? You know? And then he, and then his lawyer says to him, and I love that they got that lawyer back too, says to him, like, mm. what are you doing? He's like, I got it covered. I don't think he did. I don't think he even thought that. I think he knew what he was doing the entire time. I think he knew he was fucking himself over that they were going to throw the book at him. And I don't think he was in like perceived some loophole that, that they didn't know at that point. I think that he just wanted to confess and he knew, whereas I feel like Kim did position herself more. Am I wrong? Okay. About so this? that was like matter? three. Uh, okay. That was like three minutes. And what was the question you wanted to ask me? <laughs> Whose confession did you, did you find, did you, you think Kim per, still protected herself? Okay. Well, that's a, it's going to be more than a yes or no answer. Now, remind, we got to remind ourselves that of course Saul's going to take a bigger hit because he's getting stuff. He's getting put away because Saul's stuff he did. True. Not witnessing the murder and not saying anything. So let's throw that out there. Saul's going to get more screwed because the feds aren't after Kim. Now, she, I think she protected herself in explaining that she had nothing to do with the murder, but it really, she opened herself up to a, a civil lawsuit, which I think Sandrine Holt was, you know, asking about lawyers yep. and stuff, but she may not have much, or she may say, you know, roll the dice. I, I, of course, Kim, even though she's living in Florida, going to the, you know, the blooming on getting uh, outback blooming onion, which they, which Gomi mentions in Breaking Bad, by the way. He does blooming onion and outback, and I'm, I was dying laughing. Uh, she, of course she did. She's a she's a lawyer. She's not going to just give. I mean, if she said I killed him, yeah, sure. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe you could do some time. Probably not. They got they got Jimmy. They got, you know, him. She and I don't. I think she'll get a slap on the wrist. They won't pursue, but civilly she opened herself up. Uh, I mean, even though technically they, I mean, I guess the whole fact of doing the cocaine thing and all that led to him coming to their place and getting killed. Yeah. So, but you know, I'm sure, uh, uh, she gets sued, but I don't think criminally, of course, yeah, I would say she protected herself in a way knowing that she didn't necessarily do any, the murder, but I mean, yeah, she didn't do murder. But did that emotionally, when you were, when you think back on it, do you mm -hmm. feel kind of like really Saul's confession held more weight than hers? That, you know, does that have any emotional resonance to you? Or does it, do you just feel like that, that kind of is right the way it worked out? 
you're kind of convincing me that because you're right. I forgot about I'm, I am kind of skipping the fact that the real reason that was just an ancillary thing at the end. The real reason he's there is the breaking bad shit. Well, think about this. If Kim doesn't write that whole confession, that whole thing out, they're still going to be after J- Saul right. and put him away. So maybe she protected herself, but she didn't have to do that. No. She did true. that for her You're own right. conscience. You're right. You're right. I think I'm being so, nitpicky there. Yeah, no, it's okay. It's it, podcast. It, you know, I, food for thought, you know? <laughs> yeah. Hey, honey, your food's here. You know, yeah. That's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I mean, I, I, we love Kim, and I think she got caught up in the whole thing with Howard and maybe that was her lowest point. Yeah. Yeah. But Damaged you know me. what? She's a good person and she, she did her best because even when she signed in the papers with Saul at his office, it, it's almost like there was a little, she was a last yes, grasp. Of, I agree. Right. I agree. Like, Another... Let's see. And Saul just totally acted the way he did. And that you could really take that apart. Why mm-hmm. he did that. I mean, he's hurt. He didn't want to be the first. He didn't want to just, he was so lost in this Saul persona. It just, he wasn't gonna, but when you see him as Gene and Colin Kim, you see it come out. Like it broke down, man, because he wasn't Saul. Yeah, dude, you really, you really, wow, man. That's why I love doing these pods with you, brother. You really made really that there was like puzzle pieces as you were talking Mm -hmm. about that just went like chink and like went in that's the that's that's a loud sound they make when they come together but um (laughs) i thought you were gonna do a plinko sound from prices right i know i don't know where that sound came from but um it should be like a chink but anyway all of the scenes all of the flashbacks were opportunities for them to tell the truth and change uh, for mm-hmm. them to take ownership, control, um, responsibility, and they didn't. Kim could have said to Jesse, "Don't you don't want this guy? This if you're if you want to fuck up your life, then you found the right place, motherfucker. But if you, <laughs> if you right, but if you're if you're trying 100%. to get clean, if you're really trying to help your friend, find a different lawyer. When he was sitting the the flashback with him and Walt." Which, which, uh, when they were both on their way out of town, right? Um, yep. They had an opportunity. He, he's trying to sell him. There were all these opportunities that I, that kind of now it kind of comes into light that almost all of those flashbacks were opportunities for change, were time travel in some right, way, right? Right. Um, and right. they didn't. Right. Because you're right. Kim wanted to talk to him there. Chuck wanted to hang out with him and actually wanted to be open to him. And he was like that on many occasions. There were many opportunities that Chuck was not a complete stoic. There were many opportunities when he turned to Jimmy and, and, and wanted to open up to him, but because of the hurt, he turned back. So it's that ancient question of like, can you forgive what can you forgive? And it's just subjective. It's just completely subjective. Um, I think it is. Go ahead. I'm just saying. Whoa, you're breaking up a little like, bit. You know, when you, like, oh, you're, you're smarter guy than me. Um, but 
it's like I, I I'll throw things out and then you take what I say, put them together, and make it sound <laughs> legit. You know, you're like the Kimmy, and I'm the Jimmy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know but if no. I'm made of sterner stuff than you, Solo. Oh, I don't know about that. But um, that, hey. that can be debated. But you know what I mean. That's why, again, why I mean, not to toot our own. I'm not toot. I just love talking with you since the day we had our first conversation oh, over ten God. years ago, and it's just it's just enjoyable. Why this is all I need. This... I don't need to. I don't need. I just need to talk to you, and then I'm good. <laughs> this finale is making us very nostalgic. Um, and yeah, uh, but for the future too, we got. Speaking of the future, in the year three thousand, <laughs> I do kind of look like Conan O'Brien. Um, but <laughs> the question I have: we end where we began, which I always love. Love it, love it, love it. Going back to so many stories. Shout out to Robotech. You end where you begin. But um, they start with the cigarette. That's when, right? Like in the very, what was that? The first episode, they get like a cigarette together. And then they have the cigarette together. Right. When she's walking out and she looks sad, but she also looks kind of determined. And then right. he gives her the finger guns, right? <laughs> yeah. What do you think happened after that? That's a, You know what? That's a fantastic question because I was thinking the same thing because it almost felt like Jimmy's saying, <laughs> hey, I'm going to – why are you laughing? I'm just laughing because I think we both think they're going to do some kind of scam again or something. Right, right. 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 Like, okay, so it, he does the gun thing and, of course, you know, we know what that's from and – it's almost like him saying, "Hey, I'm gonna be okay. Everything's cool. We're we're, we're back." But yet Kim is still like, she, she's processing everything, and it's almost like, if I'm gonna come see you in in prison, are we gonna just do more scams together on a different level or whatever? But I, I think it was just a moment of him saying, "I'm gonna be okay. Go do your thing." Um, I'm here when you want to come talk. Um, I'm not going anywhere, of course. Uh, and Kim's trying to figure out, like, I think she misses it. She misses the relationship, but she knows it's bad for her. And I think she, you know, she misses being a lawyer. So it, 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 it's a moment there that I think we might interpret different ways the more we watch it. Um, but it still left you a little uneasy. Like, I'm not mm. quite sure. Everything I just said sounds sounds like a key lime pie, but... Hey, man, it was a scam to get in there to see him, right? Yep. Um, they The cigarette looking for the guard, it, it was so conspiratorial, the entire scene. I felt it was, I mean, it was very beautiful, but I could not help myself from thinking that those little finger guns were saying... Let's get to work. Get me the fuck out of here, baby. <laughs> we're back, you know, and maybe yeah. who knows if that's, hey, we're back, but we can control this urge we have to fuck shit up or it's, hey, we're too old to be doing this now. Let's just live in Florida together or maybe it's I'm leaving. And I'm not going to. Um, yes. Or it could be um, I'm done. This yes. was nice, but I, I for me I'm to out. move on my next chapter, I'm out. Like yeah. you could, and I think they did it that way because you can interpret it a few different ways. We mm -hmm. don't know, but I like that. 
because we, we, we got the story they told. We, we would love to see the end until they die when they're 80. But you know what? It's just it's it's yeah. maybe boring to do that. And but, you know, Saul in prison, the whole, you know, I don't know. <laughs> hey, but, but like a Saul in prison, a Saul in prison series would be amazing. Um, not, it, it yeah, really would be. It would be. How fun would bring that more be? characters? Oh my god! You, you, you could see whoever's been locked up. Oh come like, on! It would be amazing. You see Bill Burr, got, you know, got arrested, and he's in there, and you know the A Team, Hewlett, and oh, Bill Burr. That would. But be yeah, it, it it you know I I really do believe I know they say this is it for the Albuquerque universe, but let me tell you come something. On. A break, few years break. AMC comes with a lot of money, and an idea gets thrown out at a cocktail mm-hmm. party where Vince is having a couple drinks, and then I run money. into him and I pitch him <laughs> a new Albuquerque verse. Breaking we're solo. The de- we're on the lead detective in the series, and you know we 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 you know we break Jimmy out of prison. I don't, I don't know. I or just a whole or a whole nother story in Albuquerque. But maybe you have a couple of characters that like in the same universe could be a total different thing, but the same universe. You see Sandrine Holt at the grocery store. You know, she has an affair with. You know, I don't know. <laughs> you know, there's, there's, there, I would like to, I hopefully it will come back. You know, it may not be for five years, but I don't I don't think the door shut. They may no. say the door shut because they accomplished two amazing series mm-hmm. that I, I mean, come on. But. When, you know what? When you're that good and you have this world, why not continue it? I got to believe in five years there'll be people would love to see it again. I mean, AMC is even promoting that what Giancarlo Esposito and Aaron Paul have their own two, or Brian Cranston have their own two series. No, it's Bob Odenkirk. Out. Oh, it is. Oh, it's Odenkirk. Yes. Yeah. Bob Odenkirk. Confidence Man, I think it's called that. Yes. Confidence it? Man. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. I. I have I've since watching this and literally the moment they opened on the very um, Cinnabon like prison kitchen. I thought we were back at Cinnabon. And I don't think that was on. on, I think that was totally on purpose. They they do so many little throw. I mean, everything is purposeful and beautiful and uh, thematic. But I uh, as soon as that opened. I went from the lows of real of seeing what he did and feeling, oh my God, wow. But then he turns to Kim, you know, but then we cut the commercial, we come back, we're there. And I'm like, I want to see this forever. Like, I just want every week Jimmy in prison because in a sense, I am, I'm not. Actually, our good friend Reginald had sent us an email and asked me a little about, bit why I didn't like that Kim turned herself in just a little I don't need to get political about the criminal justice system but I think it's obvious to everyone in America we incarcerate so many people for so many offenses it does not rehabilitate right you become a better criminal you're PDS PDSD you're I mean it's jail is not a fun thing it's not making anybody better right you're not leaving there with hope and I I'm not I'm not a fan of the American criminal justice system, but and for Kim, I was like, oh, God. But for Jimmy, I have to say for Saul, Jimmy, Gene, 
for a guy like that, prison is actually kind of perfect, isn't it? Oh God. It's like, he can speak the lingo. Yes. I mean, think about his clientele. Exactly. They're all in there. And it's almost like that is the only world that could possibly contain him or the harm he does is to people who are in that, who have no choice but to be in that world. I mean, I know that goes against exactly what I said before, but I guess thematically speaking, it kind of makes sense. Like he's in that criminal world. It's almost like escape from New York. Like you just send him to that island and he'd be running it in three days, you know? Um, right. I, I think that it kind of, it. I didn't, I had a different feeling. I normally have a very, very bad feel. I am not, do not like prison at all, even though I love Prison Break, the TV show. But yeah, I, not Prison Break. <laughs> <laughs> that first season's pretty perfect but um it's just so perfect Lincoln borrows him to, be, him to be in that jail and i just can imagine them returning five ten year fifty who knows and it and he you know we're jimmy in jail and kim comes to visit yeah. and they get they get him out on some technicality or i don't know i just i like how in the same way they ended Breaking Bad, even though they picked it up with El Camino, they kind of ended El Camino the same way, right? Where it's just like, I don't even remember. Well, don't he even just remember gets away, you know, like he just kind of gets away, right? Like we right, don't know right, exactly right. everything, but we know the person's alive. Jesse gets away. So in this sense, we kind of know they keep on the the story keeps on going, right? Did, did like you that. think they were gonna did you think they were gonna show Jesse like in the gene timeline I didn't at the um, end I don't I wasn't I wasn't really even thinking about it right yeah I didn't really even think about it I was so, I had just a thought but then I was like no I don't need we don't need that we don't need that even though we, we not for this. We and don't. it's Saul, not Walt or something. Or, you know, like if it was, if this was the story of Walt Jr. or something, you know what I mean? Um, Maybe, may which is again, another show that I'd watch. Walt Jr. Kingpin, <laughs> drug kingpin. Whatever happened to Walt Jr., right? Why didn't they bring him back? Um, I would have, that would have been The murder of him. Skylar White brings <laughs> out, you know. He would have just been like, you're a scumbag, man. Um, I had a dream, Axel. That they were doing like two years from now, the dream was taking place that they were doing a Breaking Bad Saul reunion. And it was just like a diner where some of them work at and all the characters come in and they're just like talking to each other, you know, dead and alive and just in their characters, but just like having conversations. <laughs> so that's, that's like that painting. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was so cool. I wish I wish I could have recorded it. What's that painting my dream. called when it's like all the old famous dead people at a diner? Oh. You know what I'm talking about? Boulevard, Boulevard of Broken Dreams. I have one yeah. in my home. And back in 1999, my buddy well, Kevin and Chris Sparling cut out one of my headshots. Like it's my arms crossed and I'm looking <laughs> and they put me at the at the counter. I fit right in James Dean and Bogart and I've left there it go. there. It's been 20 something years. I've left it there, and it's hilarious. I got to send you a picture. I love it. We'll put it in the show notes. Put it in the show notes, baby. Head head over to DVRpodcast.com or the Facebook page. We'll put it up on the Facebook page. But 
Um, I don't know. Do you have, I don't know what I have left to really talk about. I mean, once again, at some point, I'm not ready to do like a season. Uh, I mean, a series retrospective, but I right. feel like we will rewatch and maybe jump in and, and maybe just kind of, we'll, we'll talk about this series again at some point. But I do have to say, I don't think there's any question they stuck the landing, true to the characters, true to the story, elevated it, made it deeper, made it more meaningful. I just thought that it was absolutely beautiful. And I still go away thinking that this is the best show on TV. It's an adult drama. It's it, And in the end, I love that. You know, Breaking Bad ends in a blaze of hellfire, guns, and violence, and this ends in a courtroom, right? And then in a jail. In a jail cell. And smoking some cigs. It's about feelings and people and family and emotion and love. It really is, in the end, about love. And love isn't always good, you know? Love has its darker sides. Yeah, and, and, and the only thing I will say is, you know how we commented on uh, Jimmy and Kim's chemistry? Like, mm. they're not the most, I mean, they were passionate after, you know, a con goes through, and you know, on the phone with the Sandpiper, with the Howard thing, and they, they have sex after that. But it, 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 I always was like, I see that they love each other, but they don't have that passionate, that crazy you know, relationship, but not every relationship is that in this world. You can have degrees of love and maybe, you know, Oh, maybe they do have passionate love. We just don't see it on screen, but I always had a little problem with the chemistry there, but I don't know if that's just the characters or, you know, so at the end when she gives him a look and he does, you know, I felt it there. Me too. And I'm trying to, and I'm trying to think, I didn't feel it throughout the series, to be honest with you. Um, but I don't know. That's something in a rewatch maybe I'll, I'll refocus on. That's the only thing that bothers me. I know. I mean, I, I don't know. It just doesn't feel like they were soulmates. But yet they kind of were, but not in the way you would think. And so that's the only issue I have, say, with the series or with everything is the connection there. I just they just seem like buddies to me. Um I'm going to I'm going to say that I agree with you but that last shot kind of again put the pieces in for me because mm-hmm. I think in many ways oh they got something that you is what their relationship finish. is. Every relationship is is different. Some people have a type of relationship where they can't keep their hands off each other. Some people are great teammates. Some people are, are, um, you know, they like to do activities together, right? Like the couple that jogs together or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Right. I think that they, they're, they had a very strange and unique relationship. And I think that they could have and maybe should have made a little bit more of 
the their differences it was a it was a very much opposites attract but are similar kind of thing but i think that he and it you know i always did feel though that he loved her more and i think maybe her love for him really didn't totally click until that courtroom scene okay very well said and i'm glad i brought it up because while you were going through it i'm thinking you know they were in some sort of love but they were always the cons and stuff came above the love and then when finally he's in prison she feels freer and they have that moment with this you know of course in the courtroom but having the cigarette and when she's leaving you know, one of the things she could be realizing, oh, my God, I do really love him away from the, the con and all this stuff. I really do love this person. And and maybe emotionally she was going back and forth, walking out like, oh, my God, I didn't think I loved him as much as I did. We were always so um, bogged down by work and by conning people yep. and that both of our lifestyles, situations that now I had time to breathe. And oh, my God. I am in love with this guy. Too bad it wasn't a different time and a different, you know, so that could be or as well. Or he wasn't Again. different too. That's right? right. I mean, hey, I've had situations in my life, perhaps you have too solo, where you are with someone and then maybe you catch up later or you think about or you knew them before and you're like, hey, they were kind of different. You know what I mean? I w- it would have been right. better of if course. we knew each other then or – Right. Timing is everything in relationships. So I think that that's the timing weirdness, too, is, yeah, I felt like when she was sitting there in the court and then that was the most I felt coming from her when she visited him there. Just that little like sneaking to see if the guard was there and then pulling the cigarette out. Mm-hmm. And he immediately knew what she was doing. And you could just see a look on his face of so much love and acceptance there. Like, right. Cause he didn't know why she was there. Right. She could have been there to fucking yell at him again, you know? Yeah. So I just, yeah, that was pretty beautiful, man. Yeah. And, and with Saul thinking about when Jimmy became Saul, he had to put those emotions away yeah. or else he yeah. would have been a basket case. And so now he has time to settle down and he's just enjoying every moment and not too bad. It took prison <laughs> to, 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 to really bring that out. But, um, yeah, no, it, 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 you know, again, that was the only real issue I had going for, but like thinking, talking through it with you and stuff. Now I'm starting to see how, you know, everything when that relationship was very complicated yeah. <laughs> that now it's starting to really make sense and makes that ending even more powerful, you know, Definitely. uh, so, so great job. Vince, Peter, and the crew, Bob and Ray, and you know, because you know, I know them by first names now. But yeah, they're, um, they're friends. It, it just great, great job, and thank you for such an amazing run. I mean, over a decade of Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. I mean, wasn't and wasn't Saul going to get killed, or his character wasn't even going to? I think well, Jesse's character wasn't planned to be a series regular and they fell in love with the character. I mean, it's made uh, Michael Emerson and lost has been a lot of this does happen. Uh, Desmond because of, you know, 
Oh yeah. Uh, There's countless TV shows and films and because art is a process and the people who complain about something not being planned out are not creators. No, you know, (laughs) they don't understand. Pick it up as you go along. Well, that's kind of, that's how it's not that people. Sorry. That low, but things happen. You, you figure like even now in the editing process of my movie, it's like, we cut scenes out that just yeah, we people, didn't need. They don't, you know. Need, you, yeah. you just it, 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 until you see the process, uh, you know. It, it, it's you know. Anyway, that's for a whole nother pod. I mean, I think you can understand that without being a part of it, but you've got to accept that that trying. Well, yeah. Things. The only way things work out is that they worked out. You know. That's. I know it sounds silly, but it's true. You can't plan. You know, you can't you can't Hitchcock everything, even though he tried. But uh, yeah, like like in Lost, when they came up with the lock idea of him being paralyzed, like it, I don't think it it, it was in the writers' room. And then Damon Lindelof was screaming in the hallways, like oh, we we figured it out. You know, we got this idea. Like that's part of the process. Yeah. You can't have everything freaking planned for twenty four episodes or six seasons. I mean, you can have an idea. But you, you're not going to have everything planned. There's actor availability. There's people die. People, you know, there's, you know, you see something play out in an episode and you're like, oh, my God, would it be cool if we continued with this character and brought it? You know, that's part of it. And it's I don't totally understand stories. why that's looked down yeah. on. I, I, I don't I never got it. I, I don't I don't that. get that either. Solo. I think that that's really a result of uh, of uh, kind of a fandom thing, you know? Right, it's just like right. this expectation where people are like, we deserve an ending. You don't deserve shit. Go home and eat dinner. I mean, what are you talking about? It's a television show. It's a movie. You're like, you're weird. Now we're getting into weird, like, Snyderverse shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's, just, let's get yeah, off let's, that let's train it. before let's it crashes. Let's kill it there before I, before I hang um, myself. But that that's not what this show is. This is, an, this is a complete... Um, you know, it's an ode to process and an ode to staying true to what feels right and creation. And it it came out beautiful. And again, if they come back in five or ten years, they say it's over. It's not. I don't care. Just go do whatever you all want to do. Make some stuff. Have fun. You made an amazing show. Right. Um, we're going to miss Jimmy. We're going to miss Kim. We're going to miss Mike, Gus, um, Lalo. Uh, all the nacho, all the amazing characters. Well, go watch Hawkeye series if you want to see uh, Lalo. <laughs> oh, Lalo's going to be in a lot of shit, man. That guy is Oh, dude, up. Lalo, Lalo um, blew up and he should have. Tony Dalton should have. A lot to talk about a lot, a lot, and, a, yeah. and, a, and a future there. And we'll talk about it when it happens. But this has been a great season. Thank you, Solo. We don't have a next show that we're we know we're doing mayor of kingstown season two and that probably is maybe the next thing we're going to do because i'm but you are going to come and talk with gina and i about house of the dragon which we're oh, starting next on podcast winterfell oh wait what's happened oh yeah i was like wait oh yeah podcast winterfell is our <laughs> we, yes. we bought it from that that's right yeah, yeah. no i'll definitely come gifted. on i didn't want Yes, it was gifted, and uh, uh, they're doing House of the Dragon. Uh, can't wait. Just, just uh, I'm looking forward to. It. I don't have super high expectations. Like when Game of Thrones, I just, I, I'm just glad to be back. And if it's something quality, I'm going to enjoy. 
and yeah, I'll definitely pop on awesome. and join you guys and have some fun. Yeah, that look forward to like it. Fun, man, and uh, yeah, yeah, we'll figure out if a show comes up that yep. we really love that we want to talk like Mindhunter season three all of a sudden comes out oh, and boy. if I happen to be on it, oh, like boy. I'll still podcast. Yeah. That's well, my hey, goal. Man. I want to get on Mindhunter season three. People are still listening. Green River. Shout out. We're like 20 something in Canada on TV and film for Mindhunter. And uh, that show hasn't had a new season in many years, a couple years at least. So Amazing. Canada, baby. Stuff. I always done well in Canada. Canada's I love Bats awesome, Blue commercials. Man. Mine hunters. I love Canada. Right. My Winnipeg, my Winnipeg Blue Bombers, back to back right. champs in the CFL. CFL. All right, I'll man. shut up. All right, we're gonna hey. end. We're gonna wrap this up. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you for downloading. Thank you, Reginald, for being our third co-host this season. Sorry, Thank you, buddy. we didn't get an email um, from you this week about this episode. But if we ever come back to this series, I'm gonna mark that if you do send me something. And uh, we'll talk about it then in years to come. It'll give us something to look forward to. Check us out at DVRpodcast.com. Go to the Facebook page, Daily DVR. That's all I got. Why don't you take us out, Solo? Man, I mean, I have Saul on speed dial. But, uh, you know, thank you for uh, including me in this season because uh, um, you asked me if, uh, if I wanted to do the pod this season with you. And I was like, hell yeah. And I'm glad we did because it was very enjoyable. Uh, I'm gonna the the person I'm gonna miss most though is Mike Erman Trout. I love Mike. Mm, yeah, Mike's Mike my favorite. Beautiful. Mike Mike is my guy in both series, and I'm gonna miss him. And I freaking love that guy. God, he the mayor of Albuquerque. You know, he's just good stuff. But thank you all for listening and downloading. And uh, remember, Saul's gone, but not forgotten. Peace out, people. Peace. Beautiful. Beautiful solo.